afternoon, this is Ketzel Kirkham with Looking Up. A few minutes in the middle of the week to think about astronomical things. Two completely unrelated stories today, one about the sun and its cycles, and the other about space tourism. A few years ago I was involved with the Centre for Astronomical Heritage, which is a small volunteer organisation devoted to the preservation of astronomical heritage. This is important for many reasons, but most especially for science. Preserving old records of celestial bodies and their behaviours means that we have held on to the only records we will ever get of what actually happened in the past. So if we wish to map patterns for future reference accurately, old texts are invaluable. Recently, a researcher published studies from ancient Korean texts about aurorae. Aurorae are those beautiful, colourful streaks across the night sky seen on the far south and north and obviously visible from Korea and most people will have heard of the Aurora Borealis which is the northern one. There's also one in the south, the Aurora Australis. Anyway, by analysing 1012 aurorae documented between 1620 and 1810 and studying their frequency, they revealed that the sun cycles were significantly shorter in the past. Nowadays we know the sun has cycles of activity of 11 years where it becomes more or less active in that time. In the past, these cycles apparently were only eight years in length. Aurorae are linked to the sun's activities, so we can tell by looking at how they are described how active the sun has been. From climate patterns to space weather, the sun's cyclic behaviour impacts our planet in many ways, and any change in these cycles can have far-reaching consequences. Scientists don't know what causes long-term solar cycle trends. There are many things that could influence solar activity over such long periods, this includes variations in the Sun's internal magnetic field and even external influences from cosmic rays. However, the recent study which adds to other data sources on the Sun's activity offers new perspectives. It implies that the Sun's behaviour is more adaptable than previously thought and can switch to different modes during periods of low activity. Right, speaking of low activity, spars in space. People are fascinated by how astronauts go to the toilet in low gravity. There are some famous stories of how astronauts going to the moon just held it all in for the duration as the thought of having no privacy, nappies, vacuum toilets and so on, let me not go into detail on the radio, was just too horrible to bear. Also that there is little space in any space station or capsule so you're not going to enjoy a relaxing experience going to the bathroom or as they call the United States for very peculiar reasons the restroom. It's not a place I would ever go for a rest. Anyhow, back to the spa. An astro-tourism company called Space Perspective is about to change all that. It's been busy designing spaceship Neptune. Let me say straight away, this is not a spacecraft going to Neptune. In fact, Space Perspective aims to send paying customers and research payloads to the stratosphere aboard spaceship Neptune, a balloon-borne pressurized capsule. This will ascend to 30 kilometres, not the 100 kilometres edge of outer space, but still, it'll be pretty dark and you'd be able to see the curvature of Earth from that altitude. Since this is a massive balloon, space is not at a premium, and therefore they can promise passengers a more luxurious ride. Located within the eight-passenger capsule space lounge is the space bar, which will function as a personal retreat during spaceship Neptune flights. Look, there's obviously something I don't get here, having a restroom within a lounge which itself is intended for resting. Anyhow, 
Jane Pointer, Space Perspectives founder, said in a company statement that one of the most consistent questions we receive when people learn about our spaceflight and the fact that it lasts six hours is if there will be a loo. So this is what they say about the design. Overall, we embrace softness and optimistic color tones in the space bar. Soothing soundscapes will be unique to what you experience in the space lounge. I'm reading ambient music here, fan music radio listeners. Anyhow, we brought in plants, they say. There are many places you can run out of loo paper and hopefully in a balloon 30 kilometers above the surface of Earth won't be one of them. For now, this is Ketchel Kirkham wishing us clear skies.